You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Money laundering, fraudulent wire transfers, and the possible emergence of a sovereign mafia state with no connection to the actual Cosa Nostra, anti-racketeering and cyber criminals return on investment, Android and malware developers crosshairs, Iron Gate's ultimate purpose remains obscure, it's not in the wild yet, but some variant of the son of Stuxnet may wind up there, Pakistan-based threat actors target Indian government officials, and who in the world would use da-da-da as a password? I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, June 6, 2016. As investigation into the SWIFT-linked Bangladesh bank fraud continues, sources close to the inquiry tell Reuters that the New York Federal Reserve Bank blocked 35 transfer requests before approving the five that resulted in an $81 million loss. The first time the requests appeared, they were rejected for improper formatting. No corresponding bank was listed. The thieves then resubmitted them with the missing information provided, at which point the New York Fed released five of them. The remaining 30, interestingly, were flagged and held pending review for potential economic sanctions violations. They were only later discovered to be fraudulent. The New York Fed, SWIFT, and Bangladesh Bank continue to dispute where the primary responsibility for the theft lies. More observers find themselves convinced by evidence developed by Symantec that the North Korean government was involved in the fraudulent transfers. The DPRK's spore appears in malicious code linked to the Lazarus Group, widely held to be a cutout for Pyongyang. The U.S. Treasury Department last week tightened sanctions against North Korea. Observers see the DPRK as increasingly dependent upon traditional organized crime methods to fund itself. The diplomat, for example, describes North Korea as a sovereign mafia state. If so, expect more anti-racketeering measures to be deployed against it. Carbon Black, for one, thinks such an economic approach to cyber defense might be applicable to businesses as well. An op-ed in CSO argues that the hackers threatening businesses, mostly organized criminal gangs and rogue nation-states, are themselves best understood as business-motivated to find soft targets and reduce the time spent on attacks to the minimum. So, the argument goes, you can reduce your risk by taking steps to decrease the attacker's return on investment. Cyber conflict in South Asia is attracting much attention in the Indian press. FireEye reported late last week that hackers operating from Pakistan successfully posed as journalists, complete with a registered but quite bogus news site, to mount a spear-phishing campaign against Indian civil servants. The bait was well chosen, news articles referencing India's Seventh Pay Commission. Since the Pay Commission will have a direct effect on government salaries, the bait was snapped up. What the interested civil servants swallowed with it was a backdoor, specifically the breach rat payload. The goal of the campaign seems to be espionage. The threat group is thought to be the same one that's been active for several years against the Indian government and Pakistani dissidents. 
Analysts continue to investigate Irongate, the Siemens PLC targeting malware FireEye described last week. There's still no sign that it's been used in the wild, but observers differ over what this son of Stuxnet might actually be up to. Proof of concept? Developmental article intended for use against real targets? Security testing tool? Whatever it's up to, Irongate is evasive. It keeps an eye out for VMware or Cuckoo Sandboxes, whose detection stops Irongate's dropper from downloading, and it uses malicious DLL library files to record traffic. The malware also exhibits man-in-the-middle functionality that remains poorly understood. Irongate's discovery has contributed to rising concern about the Internet of Things. So will a new report from Carnegie Mellon which ranks the 10 riskiest emerging technologies. 9 out of 10, arguably 10 out of 10, are IoT tech. Augmented reality, smart homes, enterprise 3D printing, networked dashboard telematics, smart medical devices, smart robots, smart sensors, commercial drones, driverless cars, and car communication systems. We spoke with Malek Ben Salem from our research partner Accenture about the challenges posed by one aspect of the Internet of Things, specifically device identity. We'll hear from her after the break. Odds are you've had to sit through your share of security awareness training videos. Some of us have even had a hand in making a few of them. And when I say training video, what comes to mind probably isn't the most entertaining thing you've ever seen. Zach Schuler is founder and CEO of Ninjio, and he wondered if it was possible to make security training videos that are both educational and entertaining. I'm still having trouble buying it. Pretty obvious to me. A copy of our movie leaks. He gets a hold of it and decides to shut us down the only way he knows how, with a spearfishing cyber attack. How much time is left? Whoever it was, they're smart. Make sure they gave us just enough time to not be able to do anything. I just had this epiphany, like, wow, you know, we really have to focus on the human being. And, you know, just from personal experience, every piece of corporate training that I've ever gone through, you know, I would start it. I would minimize it on my computer. I would go about doing my email or whatever else. I would listen for audible cues to say, you know, select the answer or click next but I wouldn't actually pay attention to any of it. And so I said, all right, let's start with a blank canvas. And if I wanted to be trained on a topic, like what would that look like? I boiled it down to, first you need to be a storyteller. How soon after the patient died did you learn the reason you couldn't access the records was because of a computer breach? News spread fast, minutes I'd say. Not long after I was contacted by our chief of staff, he told me the hospital's network had been infected with something called ransomware. These episodes are things that people actually watch. And like we can can measure engagement and everything. And they really watch and we focus on a single attack vector so we don't overwhelm them with a bunch of information all at one time. And then we release one, a new one every month. The videos are animated using a Western anime style, and they are bold and a little bit edgy. So for those that say, hey, it's too racy, it's too this, it's too that, for every one of those, I get 10 people that go, oh my gosh, this is racy, this is great. (laughs) That's Zach Schuler from Ninjio, that's N-I-N-J-I-O. Do not click the link. It means it's from a hacker, and clicking that link would enable them to launch a ransomware attack turning your worst fears into our reality. Criminals are giving Android security some close and unwelcome attention. 
They're looking for ways to exploit various APIs, with Usage Stats Manager attracting considerable interest. They're also using GitHub as a de facto collaborative R&D platform. Hackers' ongoing attention to Android, along with smaller but significant recent signs of interest in iOS, prompt observers to think that the new wave of major data breaches may well begin with a mobile exploit. Finally, over the weekend, hackers in India appear to have compromised Facebook boss Mark Zuckerberg's Twitter and Pinterest accounts. Twitter and Pinterest both cleaned up the disruptions to Zuckerberg's account, which appear to have lasted just a couple of hours. The Saudi hacking group OurMine appears to have been responsible. Akamai has seen OurMine involved in both social media hacks and DDoS since 2015. Sources tell Softpedia, off the record, that the group is composed of four to six teenagers. In this case, they seem motivated by the lulls. They tweeted that Zuckerberg was using da 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 as his LinkedIn password. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And joining me once again is Malek Ben-Salem. She's the R&D manager for security at Accenture Technology Labs, one of our academic and research partners. Uh, Malek, we talk a lot about the Internet of Things, and I know you've pointed out that one of the challenges of the IoT is dealing with identity. So the IoT is witnessing tremendous growth with anticipated more than $20 billion of connecting things by 2020. Uh, and the ability to accurately establish and validate identity is critical to everyday life, but particularly to things in the, uh, in the Internet of Things, uh, as machines have to communicate with each other. And identity has, has been the cornerstone of security for the Internet. We, we build trust based on our understanding of who we are communicating with. But translating that into the Internet of Things, as machines now communicate with with each other, we need to think about uh, identity within that space differently. We have to think also about uh, privacy in a space where machines 
will be communicating. We want to preserve the privacy of the people using those machines. So we need to think about IoT or identity mechanisms where identity of an individual device can be grouped with other devices so that we get some privacy protections there. And why is it that traditional device identity isn't adequate when we're talking about the IoT? So the traditional identifiers that are available today are things like an IP address, for example, uh, or a MAC address. Uh, What's also available as a traditional identifier is uh, what is known as the UUID or the Universal Unique Identifier, which is a uh, 128-bit number used to identify identities. Uh, And then we have the device serial numbers that manufacturers allocate to devices. Uh, All of these are easily spoofed or or easily copied and reproduced. So none of them actually are secure against cyber attackers. So a new approach really has to be devised uh, to ensure that machine-to-machine communication can be established uh, in an automated and secure fashion. All right, Malek Ben-Salem, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With Identity Orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey all, Rick here. At N2K Cyberwire, we're dedicated to continuously improving the quality of the news and commentary on our network. That's why we're inviting you to participate in our 2024 audience survey. It only takes a few minutes, and your feedback is invaluable. Plus, you'll have the chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for your time. Head on over to cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to share your feedback now.